Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sidelines Bar and Grill at Erina. In this week's episode, we talk to Dan the Membership Man, have a quick chat with Sean Mellicamp and discuss the off-season. I'm Phil and I'm joined by Luke and Josh. So how are you enjoying the off-season, guys? Yeah, not yeah. too bad. Good. It's been long. It's a very long off-season. It's uh, Last year was tough, so... Very tough. I, um, but you had the Euros. Yeah, yeah the Copa Centenario. Yeah, that's true. That was, it there, was, there's never really a, an off-season in football, is there? No, but it was good to watch all that, to get away from everything that was going on here, because it was hard. So it was good to step away and watch some other football and not um, think about anything that was... Going on here, but good, good to watch some uh, neutral European football. Yeah, it is, but it's good that you know things have changed and getting back into it slowly, mm-hmm. easing back in to the fun house. <laughs> it is the fun house, isn't it? <laughs> Especially out back. There's never a dull moment here. Right. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone that donated. Mm. Um, yes, thank you very much. It's absolutely incredible to um. What, Honestly, I only thought we'd get about 50 bucks. So, and th- that came in the first few hours. Um, I will read, read out your names a bit later, but um, just for now, we'll get into the show. And we'll also mention um, we've signed a, a, sp- a sponsorship deal, I guess, with um, Sidelines. And they've donated some money to us to get um, some gear to move into this. Um, we're in a studio, or kind of a studio, it's more of a boardroom. Uh, meeting room in the Mariners' um, new complex at the Centre of Excellence, and we're next door to them, a couple, couple of suites up. And, um, yeah, so that means that we can we can have guests in here now because we used to record this show in my spare bedroom. And it's weird because I used to look at the back of your head when we used to speak to each other, but yeah, now you're next to me. Yeah, yeah, I used to hold hands with Josh sitting on the bed. Mm. And it was, it was um, good times. I didn't want to <laughs> leave that. And um, and we couldn't really bring a play into that kind of environment just Health reasons, really. I don't think they would have fit in the room. <laughs> no. So, now that we're here, we can do that. We can get players in. We can get um, staff in, and just um, you know, so we're not doing it over Skype so much anymore. We can annoy the shit out of them, so it's good. And it's it's always face to face is always better than over over the phone. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, a massive thank you to everyone that donated, and a big thank Legends. you to um, Sidelines. Um, I'll mention them a bit later on, um, and we'll talk about what they got coming up too. Right, so getting into it, um, FFA Cup. Yes, yes a little snigger. Um, um, look, we weren't, we're not the first team to do it, and we're certainly not the last team because Adelaide did it the next night, they and they're the champions. Yes, that was that was even worse for them, I reckon. But you of reckon? course, but I of course, we we got all the got all the stick because we got beat. And to be honest. Um, that second half, we were definitely playing for the for the win. We were, we were pretty lethargic in the second half. I thought we were playing, playing yeah. pretty slow, and I think it was they just came back into it with that goal. I think it was a lot worse for us than it was for Adelaide because with us, it was a continued failure, whereas with Adelaide, it was just a bit of a slip up. Yeah, because that was the, that 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 game for us was so important, and just we didn't go about it in the right way at all. I don't know, um, starting lineup. All that sort of thing, stuff that I I don't know what Wormsley was thinking that night because surely he would have. I don't think uh, he would have known that his job was on the line if we lost. But do you think he underestimated Green Gully? It was the final. Surely he would have thought that. Surely he would have thought if I lose this game, I'm gone. And 
just we didn't do it right. Yes, you know, you can argue that. Uh, no, I don't think he would have thought that, to be honest. You reckon? Well, he had Maybe the whole not. off season, and like they yeah, didn't sack true. him at the end of last year. So that's why true. would you think that? That's very true. And to be fair to Grand Gully, the the winning goal was pretty pretty outstanding. It was to a be screamer. Honest. And yeah. you know, uh, Roy was. with the assist. Oh god! <laughs> don't get me started on that. He was trying to be cute and trying to nutmeg an opponent, and he's just. What was his second touch? Has just gone through the legs of. Did you see David Villiers assist? The back pass. Yes, I did. I showed you last night, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, Did you see that? The back pass from halfway. Yeah, cracking, absolutely cracking. That was like that was like bloody watching us. But um, now I think you know you can argue obviously that the ref probably stitched us up a little bit uh, with their their goal was offside. Um, Rory's goal that uh, he scored that was ruled out. I think he was at least level, at least level. Oh, the benefit and of the they doubt. should have got to that point. Anyway. The benefit no, of the doubt exactly. should have gone to the attacker in exactly. that situation. The reality is that a professional football club shouldn't be relying on a referee to beat a NPL side club. in the NPL mm-hmm. that are. I think they were lower than mid table at that stage, and like you know, people carry on about you know match, um, match practice and all that sort of stuff. But a professional club against a club that trains two, three times a week, should be able to get the job done. Yeah. Was it Posco that missed the sitter too? No, he didn't play, Posco. Uh, uh, no, it was Josh Bingham right, Bingham, sorry, right, yes. right in the beginning. Yes, he yeah. did. Regardless of that, it shouldn't have got to the position where we had the game to lose. Yeah. So, And, you know, and yeah, that, that goal that they scored was just freakish. And, and as far as I know, Green summed up our is still luck. in it as well. I think they made it to the quarters. Green no, they're Gully. out now. Yeah, oh, they, they lost did. the next game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. but yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was embarrassing, and um, it was yeah. when uh, remember that the Wellington game. Oh, the yeah. Izzo, that, Izzo it was, that was fun. The Izzo stuff up. That was fun. We haven't had much luck in the FA Cup. No, we haven't. Well, the no. first season was good. We played against Wollongong. It was a good trip. Yeah, that yeah, was that fun. was a. That anyway, was a we're just reminiscing trip. here. We're not doing. Um, Obviously, a lot of people thought that was the right decision. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think it should have been done earlier? Do you think it should have been done later? I think if if he was going to be sacked, they should have done it at the end of last season and not yeah. waited until now. Yeah. Because now, with, with Ocon coming in as coach, he's only got a month, about, yeah, just on a month until the season yeah. starts to get it all ready. But I saw um, in the Mariners press release, he said, oh, I've usually only got, what, couple of days when he used to coach the young Socceroos, so he's he's fine with getting a month, but I still think if Wormsley was going to get the sack, that it should have been probably May. Well, he's stuck with the players now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah so. that's it. You know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's never good to see someone lose their job. Um, and, you know, he he was a great guy, really. You know, he no, was... Nothing wrong with the bloke at he all. He was more than... Generous with his spare time that he had to come and talk to us. Do you think he should have been kept on as uh, director? Mm. No, I don't think so. I think the damage was done. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I think he um, he was hamstrung by a lot of things, you know, regarding not being able to probably buy players that he would have wanted or anything like that. But he definitely made uh, made his own mistakes along the way, and I think we probably should have got more out of the squad that we had, even though it was very young and very inexperienced. You know, I think he was probably. found out um, tactically a lot and, you know, certain things that uh, didn't help. I think there was a game where we got smashed at home and then after the game he was smiling and stuff and 
that sort of got a lot of so you know he was great guy but um just not made out for the coaching gig i don't think and uh you know like we we had him on the podcast a couple of times and we actually both played him in the outdoor and he always said hi and always was up for a chat and you know but some people just aren't made up for it and uh i don't think he was in the end right so on two days later uh we actually launched our kit and um it's very bright isn't it very bright yellow uh, I'm a fan of it because it doesn't have a palm tree palm tree on it. That's it. I like it. Or a sauce bottle. It's, yes. It's weird, though, because every picture the club puts up, like we've seen it in person, but every picture the club puts up looks 20 times more yellow than what it actually is. I it's swear it's, it's more it's of a Wyoming... If you think about a Wyoming yellow, that's the kind of yellow it is. Mm. And the navy on the side, on the yellow strip, Looks makes it look bright. It looks bright. It looks black, doesn't it? The navy on the yellow yeah. strip. Yeah. But when you look at the navy strip, it looks blue. Yeah. So I like the away kit better than the home kit. I think that's been the same for a few yeah. years now. The blue with the yellow down the side looks really good. But I think it's a good kit overall. I think it is very bright. It will take some people um, a while to get used to it. I definitely had high hopes with with it being umbro as well. Yeah, thank God we're away from cover. I remember seeing, I think Everton's kit was released probably a couple of weeks before ours, mm. and that was Umbro's, and I thought that was one of the best kits in, with the new Premier League season. So when I saw that um, our kits were good, I was, I was pretty happy. Were the, um, were the badges ironed on or stitched? I can't remember. Stitched. They're stitched. So they're stitched badges again. That's the only downside. I don't mind I that, think. to be honest. Really? Well, I've had, I've had iron-on badges that have just fallen off and peeled off so if i know my stitch badge is going to stay there i'm I'm more than okay with that i think with the members kit it was like do you get nipple chafe or something there there's a word for it but i can't remember what it's called that was very rude but <laughs> um the way the way the badge was on the members kit is how it should be i think but i, I don't, don't know i got no idea what you're talking about with that one. stitched on <laughs> just looks cheap to me don't okay. like it oh well let's, oh, well. let's just move don't on. like it what do you think, Josh? But I like the kit you, you, you split this. Oh, what I, you I, got, I got no idea. I got no idea what you. You're what on the opposite side of the about. table, and it looks like you're in charge. So yeah, it, it looks like I'm getting interrogated. <laughs> you, that's you are. That's yeah. a bit later. <laughs> oh well. Speaking of which, we were told that um, less you would be better for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to turn your volume down. I disagree with that. Okay, that's better. Right. Um, after that, uh, we lost Josh Rose as well. Yeah, um, I think it was, I think a lot of people could probably see it coming, but, um, you know, even with the change of coach, obviously didn't really change his mind and the way the club is with trying to get young players through, I think he could probably see that his spot was probably up for grabs or that um, that he definitely wasn't going to start. And he had, you know, he did have a rough sort of 18 months, but I think a lot of the squad did. But uh, I think he's, you know, his legs were starting to go, and um, he lost a few yards of uh, pace that he once had. Because at one stage he was, I think, probably the best left back in the league. I agree with that. I think post um, championship season he just didn't have it. Yeah, like in the the year that we won, he bombed on so often. Mm. I mean, I think he scored eight goals from left back the first season. He scored some crackers as well. And the second season he sort of continued. And then after that, it just didn't happen. So uh, he was, you know, I'm not going to say legend, but, you know, a, a great ambassador of the club, 
someone that a lot of people could Great talk servant. to. Yeah, very good servant. Yeah. But football-wise, it's not there anymore. So, yeah. I, look, it was sad to see him go, but, you know, I think it's a necessity. It's not a huge loss. In because terms. such because he's such a good guy, too. He's just a good yeah. guy to have around the club, but you can't keep people around just because they're good guys, <laughs> unfortunately. Unfor- yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll get a I just more hope to that, that a bit later. <laughs> I just hope that, you know, that the club went to him and said, you know, you're not you're probably not gonna be the first choice left back. Do you wanna stay and you can probably take a pay cut? And if he said no to that, then that's completely up to him and that's all right. And you know, he wants to go down to Melbourne City and um try and get into the squad. I don't think he will. I think he'll no, he'll be fringe. I think he'll be fringe. He'll be more money down there though, probably. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he's he it obviously must be worth it because his wife and his um, two kids. Yeah, three kids. they're still they're still here. They're on still the coast. they're still here, and for a guy like that who's such a family guy, um, it must be pretty hard for him. So it's obviously worth it, money wise, for him to go down there and all the best to him. I think, and he's and he's he's not that far from retirement. So I think if, no. he, if he's gotten a pay rise from City, of course he's he's probably gonna yeah. he's gonna take Straight it. Straight in the bank. That's it. Yep. Right, um, next up was a win away in Tamworth against the Jets, 2-1. Yeah, the real, well, it wasn't the first time we played them because we played the Jets here um, at the Centre of Excellence before the Green Gully game. We did, yeah. Which ended one all because I was at that one, and we played like shit. Um, the Jets didn't look special, but we definitely didn't look very good at all. But this game, which I went to, we looked a lot better. Um, and... You know, with Hacho in charge, uh, I think the boys were probably looking forward to playing under him, I think, just because a lot of them know him and just because of the kind of person that he is. Um, And I think the performance that day was a lot better um, than anything I'd seen before. But, um, yeah, it was very impressive and I'm glad that we uh, got one up over them. But I don't know about playing Jets so many times in preseason it kind of ruins the derby. But um but yeah it was good and it was good to get a win against them and I think uh you know they've got new owners and all that sort of stuff as well and they're supposedly gonna be a lot better but I definitely don't think that will. They'll still struggle massively. And we also played um against Rydomi at the centre of excellence as well. I think it was a f- six nil. Yeah, that was yeah, after that was yeah, after the Jets game. Like I think yeah. it was five nil or something like that. We didn't score until about the hour mark. It was it the it was nil nil at half time. That was the A League guys, and then the second half was all youth guys mm. that came on and played pretty well. I think, but we can definitely put that down to the youth boys being in season and the the A League yeah, boys still pre- being in preseason. The first team had had two sessions that morning or something, so yeah, yeah, they would have been probably a bit tired. So, but yeah, it was good to see some of the youth boys get a chance. Um, Trent played well as usual. Um, had so a good season for the academy again as well. Yeah, I think we we can have a chat about academy as well if you want if you would like to. We uh we had a we had an okay season. Some of the games that I saw at Plume we played okay. We just I think we weren't at that top level in yeah. uh, in all three grades. No, I think we we missed we'll just, out. Just stay on the finals. Just stay on this for so. now. Um, after the Rodemill game, Rodemill game, um, we played the Joeys. Down at um, Soda Coast Stadium. Young Socceroos. Young Socceroos, yep. sorry. What was the score on that? 2-1. Two, 2-1 two, to us or them? Us. Us. Just. How, how was that? Were just. you there for that? I was that behind closed just. doors. We only just beat him. I think we scored in like the 93rd minute. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, it w- um, and it was an academy player. 
Now, um, after that, Ocon was announced as coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, um, John St. John of Gosford, Hutchinson, um, patron saint of the podcast, <laughs> left left um, left the club, unfortunately. Twelve years, twelve great years for, for Hutch. Um, I was sad to see him go, but I think um, Ocon's made a pretty tough choice first, first up. Letting Hutch go, and he's brought in his own own coaching staff. I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, what do you what do you boys think of um, Ocon coming in? Well, I think everything's gone out the window now because it's so far into preseason. Everything that we've seen, you know, with the preseason games and who's starting where, and this whole thing with Monty playing in the back line, I can't stand that. So, hopefully, Paul doesn't like that. But um, everything sort of goes out the window, and um, it's it's good in a way. And you know, Pacho unfortunately was one of the ones that went as well and um you know i think i went through the five stages of grief when it was announced i was angry oh, yeah, all my own fans did and then i went into acceptance by the afternoon but i think um for someone that's been around for so long not that hard show would be like that but i think maybe the thought of a bit of a boys club sort of mentality thing, yeah. yeah not that like I said, not that he would really be like that, but I think a clean start is definitely what's needed for a team that did so bad last year. Um, and yeah, I'm you know I was we heard about this. The story came out on Friday afternoon that Paul was going to be announced, and I was cautious at first, but I'm sort of more excited now than more I am speaking. Do you think he's got the experience? I don't know. It's tough. Like. If you look at the record, his record with the young Socceroos, it's not great. But although he, at least he sort of had some A League experience, yeah, albeit it was at Gold Coast, Gold Coast. United with under Miron Blyberg. So make of that what you will. At least he'll be used to the crowds. <laughs> but, um, well, don't forget he's a scummer as well. So oh, he did play for the Jets. Well, he only played day. like nineteen games or something. Oh, so. what's a scummer? I was a scummer. <laughs> oh, but I've met him before. He went there though, so he was okay back then. So he's I don't know right. if uh, Newcastle has changed him any. You know, he's he had a very good playing career overseas, and um, but obviously that means nothing when it comes to coaching. And like I said, it, the, his record with the Young Socceroos, I think the Under-20 World Cup uh, in, when was it, 2013? Uh, we didn't get out of the group, I thought. I remember watching that because I always remember the goal that Josh Belante scored from like nearly halfway, but... Um, I think we played all right, but the reality is you don't get out of the group. And um, I think a couple of, you know, a couple of AFC championships, and we didn't qualify for the World Cup in New Zealand in last year. Um, so you know, the the record's not great, but I always think with people that are the coaches of these young Socceroos teams, it must be a really hard job because you're you're basically relying on where these guys are playing their club football to be developed right and then they come into camp for three or four weeks and then you've only got that time to try and fix it and make everyone gel. So I think it was... I, think I definitely think it's a harder job yeah. for yeah, for a coach with a with a soccer young soccer sort of team yeah. than there is with a club coach who gets to be with them every day. Yeah, you know, so I definitely think, you know, the experience he got from all that will be very good, but the club situation is going to be 
it's a completely it's a, different. It's a big job. Yeah. It is a big job to try and turn us around because yeah. of how bad we were last season. Yeah. I think I think I love how optimistic you are, Josh. <laughs> oh well, it's just being it's just telling the truth. It's just telling the truth. Yeah, I know. It just was truth bad. telling. Yeah. But um, I think I think we'll be better this season. It's I think it'll, it'll be, be it'll yeah. be it'll be tough to be as as bad as last season. Yeah, and you know there was you know there was names of names like Damian Mori and Tony Vidmar being thrown around, and I would um, have liked to seen Mori, but I think I think you mentioned it. It was he would have been a bit more like Arnie, where um, winning's the only thing. He yeah, cares you about. lose the community aspect, and yeah. um, you know I know it is a winning business, and you need to win, and you need to have results. It's just different here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you, sort of. You need to be both, so you need to be a, yeah. I think Ocon, Ocon said the right things. Ocon said the right things in the press conference. He was like, "We yeah. got to get the community back on side. We want people at the games." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So I think I think he definitely gets it, but um, we'll see what happens. I think the uh, it'll be the proof will be in the pudding when the results start coming in and the season starts, and we'll see how we go. Yeah. Although we we've got pr- two, we start the season with two pretty tough away trips to Perth and Sydney, so definitely not an easy start for him, <laughs> draw wise. Yeah, and then what was it, Raw at home, the third round? So it's a it's a it's a tough uh, tough uh, draw to start with, but uh, we'll see what happens. And there was you know there was a few other names being thrown around, like from overseas as well. But from what I've heard, they were never in the running. It was always it was always going to be. Baiting. I think yeah, there was always the emph- there was the emphasis on a on an Australian coach rather than an overseas coach. Yeah, and you know it's it's good that um, we're that club that's going to give someone a chance to break into coaching. And as risky as it is, like we've seen with Warmsley, um, the reality is you've got to try and get that right. And it's very it's a very high risk, but if it works, the re- the rewards will be very good. Right, going back to some exciting football, MPL. You want to give us a quick rundown of that? Yeah, it was it was okay. Up and down season sort of thing. It was. You know, we missed the finals by a couple of spots. Um, and, you know, this year, uh, Western Sydney and Sydney FC being introduced into the comp made things a lot harder. And they, they, were, they were one and two and I think all grades, weren't they? Yeah, all so close Sydney to it. FC have won... Uh, the club championship, so they'll be promoted to the top tier, and uh, Western Sydney will stay in MPL two with us. And but yeah, I think we I think we finished eighth, I think. And um, it was yeah, you know, we had some good results, had some games that we definitely should have won, um, but we didn't just purely because of um, individual mistakes that was sort of shouldn't have definitely shouldn't have happened with the squad that we had. But um, I think it'll, it'll be a good learning experience for those players that uh, haven't played at that level because if, if you've never gone and watched it, it is a decent level and it's very, very physical, especially for the players in our squad that are all very young. Because yeah. it's, it's basically it's an, it's an under-20 squad with three players under 23 and you're versing guys that are 26, older. I definitely recommend so a recommend, recommend trip to Mariners fans on when we got home games on a Sunday Arvo at Plume. It's it's really nice. Besides good besides fun. the weather, besides when it's in the winter and it's cold, but it's it's worth. Oh, it. the fog's lovely. Yeah, it's time of year. And um, yep. Ben Khan, who was the coach of the academy, uh, looks like he's going to be the youth team coach as well, which is good. Who, you know, despite you know not making the finals and everything like that, I was. Really impressed with how sort of he handled himself and um, 
the things that he did on the sidelines and uh, he's very young in terms of coaching as well. So it's good to see that he's going to stick around and be involved again. Well, it'd be good to um, get that cohesion between MPL and Mariners back, I guess. It is good because yep. he's, he's, I know that he's been helping out with the first team squad too after Wormsley got the sack and um, he's been helping Hutch out, or he was. Do you want a business word? Synergy. Synergy. There is. There will be some very good synergy at this club soon. Right, onto the squads. Um, in. Do you, you want to do it or you want me to do it? Or? No, it's all on you. It's all on you, Jimmy. It's all on you. All right. Nah, you can do it. Me? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll start with us then. So, um, I'm just, uh, I'll just get my, my, no, uh, my iPad and read it all out. So, other tablets are available. Yes, they are. So we've got uh, Jake Adelson is promoted. Is what it's yeah. Well, he here. was he was already in the first team squad. Adam Berry. Adam Berry got a first team contract. Well, he already had one. Uh, what the hell are you looking at? Four four two. That's a good source, isn't it? Four four two. And then we've got the we've got Fatih, Machevsky, um, and Tavares coming in from Sydney FC. Do you think that's good to do to keep that group together that have already been together? Uh, yeah, but then on the other hand, I'm not that, not really that excited about like signing other teams' rejects sort of thing. But it'll be I good. Think, but I think it's 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 good for experience for the squad. Do you think we're improving on the squad? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think the best signing we made was Payne coming in from the victory and uh, Austin going the other way. I thought losing Austin sucked. Because he's probably arguably our best player last season. Snake. Couldn't cross, though. True. <laughs> but uh, I think Payne coming in was pretty good for us. I think we got... Do you reckon we got the best part of that deal? I think so. In the long term, well, definitely. Well, Austin was never going to play for Wormsley. Yeah. Pro- like, he wouldn't put effort in for him. So, while Wormsley was in charge, yes, I think it was a brilliant deal. However, now that Ocon's in charge, I would have liked to have seen what Ocon could have done with... Um, you know, Caceres, um and yeah, Fitzgerald yeah, as well. Fitzgerald and, and Austin. Yep. Because so don't forget the night that we lost, Caceres and Fitzy scored for yeah. City. Yep. That's, that's, that's just <laughs> that was, that was, that was that's our luck. That was luck. That was total Mariners luck. Okay, so yeah. for the just the, the outs for us, we've got Austin to victory. We got Garcia uh, contract gone. Heffernan released. Uh, Cali went to split. Uh, I think Stella, that is a big loss too. Stella was released and Uskok was released. I think Kalik, um I would like to see what he could do as well. Um, I remember we spoke about him last season, about um, how he went over for f- trial to start with and then um, he signed on. And uh, we, you know, we wished him all the best, but I'd, I'd, like to watch, I'd like to watch him play. And he's still very young as well. Yeah. He'll be a gun one day, definitely. Do you want to yeah. ge- have a guess? Have a guess where Daniel Heffernan's gone. He's gone to, we uh, know. Was it? Guess. Well, I saw him tweet it the other day. Did you? Yeah. Damn it, I was hoping you missed it. No, so I know. What, you want to have a guess, Josh? <laughs> I've got no idea. What, Malaysia? Indonesia? Yeah. Yeah. Indonesia? Guess, like, what club? Bali. Bali yeah. FC. <laughs> yeah. Really? Pretty much. Bali United. <laughs> Bali United. Yeah, he Sweet. played his first game yesterday, I think. He would need so much I bet he scored sunscreen. like six goals as well. Yeah. It would need so much bloody sunscreen. So, do you want to move on to uh, all the other clubs' ins and outs and no, nah, let's, let's, let's just stick with let's us. Let's just do us. Let's do us. Just I think. Us. I think you can tell that we've planned this whole podcast yeah. out. No, we're we, it. We've we're been sitting here for us. like three hours trying to fix the audio. So, apologies if the audio is not good. But 
Yeah, we got a it, new mixer. Well, thanks again for uh, donating money. We got a new mixer. Um, we Blame got Jimmy for that because he picked it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It works. But um, just having some audio issues. So if, if the audio goes up and down during the podcast, well, I apologise. Uh, it'll be better next week uh, when we fix it. We've got to get back in the groove. Once we get back in the groove, it should be all sweet. Like a vinyl I think groove. If yeah. you look at our squad compared to last year, I think it is stronger. We're in a better spot. But better goalkeeper, straight up. Yes, but will it will it be a squad that will get us into the top six? I don't know. Don't think so. No, I, I definitely think, so. think we'll improve, Seventh. but I don't know. And you know, I think we'll be probably eighth or ninth. I'm hoping. I, I, I'm, well, you look I think at individual players, right? Look at individual players and and tell me how many points they'll get you. A good a good goalkeeper will get you. Let's just say saving saving uh, draws into wins. Let's say he does that five times. What's that? That's ten points. Yeah. Yep. Where would 10 points get? Like last year, it would have got us to last still. Yeah. <laughs> so That's how far we were behind. <laughs> well, were we on like 13? But you know what I mean. We were on like, what, 13 and the next was like 25 or something. Yeah, well, less than double. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. You get what I mean. Yeah. Like if you have a good coach will get you, say, 10 points. So let's just say there's 20 points there. We're about seventh at the moment. Yeah. And... That's a big difference. Yeah. And so it, you think Nachevsky coming in as goalkeeper to well will, look at the game he played against Green Gully. I know we we lost that, but he made a couple of good saves. He made some amazing saves. He'll be number one by the time the season starts, definitely. Yeah. And like right now, the boys are playing in Canberra, and he's starting again. Is, so it, is it controversial of me to say? But I've been be more one. impressed with Nachevsky than I have been with Yanjevic, because Yanjevic is very prone to a bad mistake. Well, so is Nachevsky. Yeah. True, but yeah. I haven't seen a bad mistake from Nachevsky yet. He, don't forget, his first game was the 5-4 game against us. The 5-4? Yep. Well, you, oh, okay. Or was it the 7 No, it was the 7-2. Seven, the 7-2 seven seven game, sorry. <laughs> well, he couldn't do much about that because Sydney's defence that night was horrendous. Mc, remember Trent McClanahan? So what's he going to do with our defence? Oh, yeah, true. We'll fix it. That's what he'll do. <laughs> o- Ocon, Ocon will fix it all. He's, he's Mr. Well, Fix-It. He's play, is he? Mr. Mr. Fix-It. When, when we announced that he was going to come here, I was pretty critical of it, but he's definitely proved me wrong so far the three or four times that I've watched him in pre-season because he's played really well. And um, it looks, you know, he's very commanding in the box. He's always yelling and screaming, and that's, that's exactly what we didn't have last year. Because so. Izzo, Izzo doesn't talk. Izzo barely talks. Yeah, and it'll make Izzo Can stand up ball, as well. Guys? So... Um, hopefully, you know, he starts to play a little bit f- better as well and starts to push back on him for that number one spot. So it'll be good. And it, you know, the, the other two Sydney boys, if they can find their form, they had the year Sydney made the grand final. It'll be great. But if yeah. you know, I think last year, sort of, it's been pretty public. They had a few issues. They went sort of out of s- s- touch, but. Um, they had a few issues with Arnie as well, and I don't think they really got along with him. And sort of because they're related, once one doesn't really get along, they're both probably not gonna. So, and um, then they were, you know, being left out of the ACL squad as well. And I think all that sort of probably um, made their decision to leave a lot easier. Um, I think that would piss any player off not not being able to play in the play, playing like a continental competition. Yeah, you know, I think now that they're here, they've got something to prove that they can still play. Um, how they were the season before. And, um, you know, I think they look forward to sort of being an uh, influence on the younger guys. And The um, first uh, Sydney away game is going to be interesting. 
It'd be very interesting. But one one of those problems with that with them going back to grand final form is that they're two years older now. Yeah, so that's, it. that's it. So it all comes. Far T's what thirty four. It all comes down to being fit and. To, yeah. Well, you know, like Bryce, I know you listen. Do your job, mate. <laughs> Get them fit, okay? Or else. Mentally, if they're in a better spot than what they were last year, I think they'll definitely we'll, we'll improve. Be, they'll be okay, yeah. I think Alec Tavares out. in our midfield is a good pick-up. But um, yeah. well, I'm, I'll wait to see how far T goes at, at centre-back. Yeah. And, you know, I'm stoked about Blake Powell because I think he'll go very well. He's already bagged a few um, in pre-season. And yeah. um, we've got him on a two-year as well, so that... Payne scored helps. a few as well against Rodney. Payne's also scored a couple. Scored a cracker against the Jets uh, in Tamworth, the winning goal. And he's also won a two-year deal. So that's, you know, two sort of relatively young players that aren't, you know, aren't really experienced but have that experience to a point where, um, you know, they won't be playing like their first or second game um, come the start of the season. So yeah, I think they're two... Very good signings. And, um, you know, Blake Powell got... He scored eight goals for the Knicks, I think, in 23 games, I think, so... That's and not a bad return. Yeah, especially for someone that came off the bench most of the time. And yeah. mind you, four of those were in one game. I think he'll, be, against he'll probably Wanderers, be a starter for... Do you reckon he'll be a starter for us, him and... Do you reckon we'll... I think he'll start, yeah. What, I what think do you, him what do you reckon and formation? Will start? Do you reckon we'll, probably, we'll go to a four four two? I think... It depends who we're playing against. I think yeah. it'll. Yeah, I think it. It could be four four two or four two three one. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we play. A, it was yeah. a four two three one last last season as well. Yeah, I think. But I think with the players that we've got uh, this year, it'll work a lot better. And um, sort of Blake, you know, there was word that Blake Power was sort of playing as a number ten at early stages in yeah, pre-season, he was. which yeah. is weird. But I just, I think that we won't play with a number ten this year. Um, as much as I wanted one, and I was hoping that we would get one, um, I don't think we'll play one. I don't think we'll use one, but I think we'll be okay. I think, um, you know, it's the squad's improved, but it's still going to take a lot more to uh, make the top six. And uh, and up here as well that we got from the Knicks, who I wasn't sure about, but the couple of times I've watched him in pre-season, he's actually gone okay. So I think, you know, I think he defends... Uh, more than Fabio, so if Fabio can stay fit and um, if he continues to attack well, but he won't defend sort of at like stages like last year, I think um, Apia might be in for. Yeah, I think Fab sort of gave up at halfway through last season. Yeah, well, that was the same thing with Mitch Austin as well. He would attack and then he would just never get back. So, yeah. whereas I think if Connor Payne is out there, he'll do both. So. You know, I think uh, it's better than what it was, but it's still going to be tough. Yep. For me, I think anything other than last is a good season. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a ridiculous amount. If if you look at... Great insight from Josh there. Uh, yep. if, if, <laughs> if you look at uh, the player turnover we've had in the last sort of two seasons, it's crazy. And we've got 17 players off contract at the end of this year as well. So it's definitely not going to stop. I think a few of them will um, might go in January, and but I think more will go uh, at the end of the season. I think players like McGing and Ascroft and McDonald, um, they'll either have to prove themselves between now and then or they'll be gone. And that way, 
Ocon can start to build his own squad because he's said he wants to buy uh, another back, probably another centre-back, um, which would leave us with probably nine players that can play across the back line, which is a lot. That's a lot of depth. Yeah, so I think f- for that position, I think a couple of those players that could play in that position, like McGing and like Ascroft, I think um, they might find themselves out the door uh, if they don't prove themselves between now and then. But, yeah, interesting times. Interesting times. And we're back. We have our first guest in the studio. We're joined by, joined by Dan from uh, membership of the Mariners. How Thank, are you? Yeah, good, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very honoured being your first guest of the, the season, so thank you very much. That's Sorry I'm right. not a high-profile pro, um, player or anything like that, but uh, thanks for having me in. <laughs> well, we're going to start low and, and build up, so that's, that's why you're <laughs> That's the good side. Cheaper membership for me would be great. Okay, I'll try my best first. for you. I'll see what we can <laughs> yeah. do, okay? Um, how are we travelling membership-wise? Um, we're close to 4,000 at the moment. We've seen a, a little bit of an increase to where we were last year as well. So we were up about 155 members to where we were last year. So um, a percentage of 5% at the moment. So tracking really nicely against the other clubs as well. So we're up in the green. So that's really good. We don't want to be in the red at all. So very happy at the moment. How, how do numbers go for the six-game membership and... So um, it's been quite interesting having the different styles of packages again this year and opening up a yellow ticket, trying to make a, a season pass more cheaper than going up to the gate and paying for it every week. Um, quite a lot of the, the people on the coast as well will still be going up to the gates and paying for those tickets instead of getting a membership and um, claiming those discounts. So it's something that we really want to try attracting more bums on seats this year trying to get the members behind the boys coming to the games um, but um, the six games has been very popular again same as the three games but um, we've had a real big influx from um, the, in the Canberra membership as well with members wanting to go down there and buying the add-on Canberra membership so that's been really good and seeing that difference as well what we can provide this year it's been really good and opening up more to the families as well with families two plus one and two plus three kids as well. It's been a really good um, target to target the families as well to bring the kids to the games as well. Out of curiosity, are the three-game and the six-game and the Canberra ones, are they included in the overall Yes, they're, they're, they're included in the overall numbers um, at the moment. Sometimes we have to subtract um, the uh, all the games under, but at the moment they are included in the membership number, yeah. so um, um, that's been good as well. So yeah. um, And also, if a member joins up again for the Canberra that's an extra membership for us as well this year which is fantastic so then so technically is two membership numbers under that same one but yeah. it's working good for us for having more members than um, not having members this year yeah, so it's it. good I imagine I imagine the uptake was quite slow when they went on sale yeah, we. Um, I imagine after you've been the, pretty busy lately. After the <laughs> struggle from last year, um, finishing bottom, it was we knew it was going to be a bit of a tough start. But um, during the early bird period, we had a lot of the the diehard supporters that wanted to book their membership straight in, get into it. While others were still apprehensive of the choice of what was actually happening with the club. And I think with the changes and what's happened since I've been away for the last month, um, I think that's been a very big positive turnaround to a lot of the members on the coast, and they they they've been heard, they've seen 
seen the change and now they're they're joining back up and want to see a big difference in the team and results again this season so I think um, it's going to be a good season ahead of us. In terms of the marketing and everything like that, is there anything planned between now and... Yeah, we've got a, quite a lot of things um, coming up. We've got um, um, a game coming up at Knox Grammar, which will be advertised and public can go down to and see. We're playing Wellington down there. Yeah. Um, we're going to be relaunching our membership next week as well. So um, we're going to be doing a big mail out to the people without email addresses and get those people on board as well. Um, and also we're trying to... Um, we're trying to launch a new inclusive member um, structure and benefits for the members as well so we're trying to get a lot more events going out to the coast and doing a lot more uh, promotions at the moment all throughout the off season we've been going to the gala days we've been going into the public areas we've been doing events and going to quite a lot of fun exciting things with the players as well so we're very lucky to have that in the Mariners is being so close to the football department and being able to use the players to go out to these events and um, like other clubs it's very hard to get hold of their players to do these things but um, yeah that's something that the Mariners are very good at is getting out in the community and um, being amongst the the public and um, actually showing them what we're going to be doing this season so it's going to be pretty good pretty good indeed. If there's one thing I think needs to be driven home to people on the coast is that it is cheaper even when you're standing in line to buy a ticket, to actually buy it online. Absolutely. And, and it, it's, it it's so true. And um, this is one thing that we've been fighting with Ticketek is to, um, if you go up to, uh, just to say, for example, you want to buy a yellow ticket this year for a, a not one of the normal games, not the premium games, the Derby and the New Year's Eve, you're paying a $20 ticket. That's online. Yeah. With that, you're going to be paying an extra little bit of fee of printing that online, but it's saving you so much more money than going up to the gate and then paying it at the gate as well. It's going to be increased there for you. But saying that, if, if you're going to be turning up to more games than one, there's even cheaper is buying a membership as well and becoming mm-hmm. a member of the Mariners because you're not just supporting the club, you're actually turning up and you're saving a hell of a lot of money as well. So you're looking at thirteen, well, $11 per game being a member, so that's a, a fantastic to come to and actually... Um, it's about half a beer now, isn't it? Sorry? <laughs> half a... Beer? Half a beer, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> mate, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure that the Mariners memberships are also the cheapest in the league. Yeah, we are because um, we feel that um, we want to be affordable for people on the coast and um, to get people to come to the games and um, find it very entertaining and enjoy it. That's the biggest thing. And we we just sort of saw, found out last year the prices were high and we needed to change that to, to bring people back and um, to be back on... Well, last year, we the year before, sorry, they were very high. We made it very cheap last year as well but we need to make sure that the benefits are there for everyone to get to it and make it a fun day out as well so we don't want them just to turn up to the game we want to do the pre um, the pre-entertainment as well come to Dane Drive check that out hopefully have the, the pre-match functions again the same as last year and then um, go into the games and enjoy it but we want to make it a more of a day experience than just the turn up and go to the game we want to really emphasise in that and that's what's something that we're really working on for next year as well as trying to attract more people to come down earlier and enjoy it but that's also got to change with pricing of food different things at the stadium as well to make it more entertaining for the, the members to come is there a target for what you want to be at membership number-wise when well, the season starts? Well, always, 
always for myself, I want to beat last year's numbers. Like we had last we, year's last year's we were at six thousand and fifty nine. That was the, okay. the the figure that was released, and that was how many members we had. Um, the year before that was six thousand two hundred and forty two. So I really want to beat that this year. Is that, so, our, is that our highest ever? Um, our highest ever. I'll have to let you know. And I'll come it, back to that. Maybe. It's close to that yeah. to it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, the memberships are up and up. It's um, obviously results is a big part of becoming a member as well. You don't want to be the, the, the losing team year after year and still turn up and pay your money. That's something that we don't want to be asking from you. We want you guys to turn up, enjoy the games, the atmosphere, and to be rewarded being a member is watching your team succeed as well. And what I would love to see is us finishing in a fantastic a top six position this year, going into finals and actually proving ourselves that we can get there again and really be a a real team performance and um, actually um, a better competition um, better competition for this year as well so that would make your life a lot easier for oh absolutely <laughs> and uh, with us as well like for the membership drive as well it's really good because our first home game is the 22nd of October we're away at Perth first then down to Sydney FC so it's going to be very interesting tough games as well with the transfers that have happened this year with over at Perth and then down at Sydney but I think the team's now ready they're very focused they've had a long season pre-season as well to get ready and uh, I think Paul's going to lead them on the way to give them a, a good run as well Were you involved in the membership thing with Newcastle Jets? Yeah, yeah. Sean um, instigated that, um, but I helped him out um, to get that all sorted. So with your membership this year as well, not only you get the 11 games at Central Coast, you get two games up at the Newcastle as well. And that's um, when you get your membership card, your membership card will scan into that gate up there, so you don't have to go online. We've got, uh, we've got actually got there. Um, we're sitting on the western side up there, so um, we've oh, got the, the better, better side. Um, they've moved their supporters down to the grassy area, so we're sitting up in their old supporters' spot. So um, yeah, I can't believe that. That's fantastic. So we're in, the shade. Uh, in the shade, absolutely, we won't be burning. But um, when they come down to us, unfortunately, is they're not in the shade, so um, they'll be in the away base. But that's fantastic for us because every full member. Um, gold, navy, platinum, um, yellow army, and um, and yellow ticket this year. Um, they'll be able to go up to the games. So at the moment, we're over three thousand five hundred uh, members in that uh, in those areas. So the possibility of having a way crowd and more of five hundred is going to be absolutely fantastic so, up in Newcastle. <clears throat> so full season members are three and a half. Yeah, and, then and roughly the about made up, of made up of everything else at the moment. Okay. So that's been good. So with that thing with Newcastle when they come here obviously that's that's obviously at a cost to the club though isn't it um, or is it it's yes and no but um, what we're trying to do is obviously what's more important is to have them there absolutely but, that's yeah. one of the things and that's something that we've been like that's something what we're trying to encourage as well we're still going to have people coming up to the gates and paying for their tickets yeah. but that's the incentive of becoming a member this year is and it's only those two games and that one game for us but two up at Newcastle, then obviously the return two games to us next year, and the one up there for them. So it's um, it, we we might see a little bit of a cost, but it's trying to fill that stadium as well. That's yeah. the, the big importance I feel for us to see a bigger crowd there. Yeah. That'll be fantastic. Um, now I'll put you on the spot with this: What can future members get if they mention this podcast? Well. 
I'll have to. Now you've done it. I'll have to touch. I'll I'll look into that, and we can come up with a deal for you, so we can um, maybe an early bird price or something like that for if they mention the um, the podcast. So um, we can definitely sort something out um, for their membership if they haven't signed up already. Okay. So that's no problem at all. I'll, I'll definitely look into that and see what we can accommodate for you guys. Excellent. Thank you very much. No, no worries at all. Well, thank you very much for having me, boys. It's Thanks great for to hanging see around. you. No problem. Thank you very much for today. You have made you hang around. No, so. that's all right. It's no problem at all. I'll go back and. <laughs> be on babysitting duty now so um, that's alright thanks very oh, much so you'd rather be here then no no no, oh, no uh, <laughs> yes and no but no it's okay it's fine <laughs> got thanks, dad Dan. duties as well thanks guys thank you right, thanks Dan And just after the interview, um, as Dan was leaving, he mentioned to us that the membership packs are actually going out or starting to go out next week. So you should be receiving your membership packs soon. Um, Same suppliers. I know a lot of people had issues last year with um, the cards and the barcodes coming off. That's because it was in-house printing, so it didn't work that that well. But um, he's assured me and he's assured us that... um, there shouldn't be any issues whatsoever this year. He's working his backside off to fix it. All right, we're joined by Sean Millicamp. How are you, mate? Yes, going very good, going very good. Looking forward to the season ahead. That's good. Uh, what are you up to this week? Uh, this week, well, just had a uh, FFA uh, security conference uh, with all the stakeholders across the country coming together to sort out active support. Are and, we in trouble? Uh, and all the dramas. Uh, we're not. So, but there's, uh, <laughs> I think the um, uh, probably the one significant thing that came out was that they uh, no longer going to look to approve sub subgroup banners. So I think that the uh, Victory and uh, Wanderers supporters will be challenged by by change in, in process there. Um, so it uh, might mean that, you know, there's, uh, it might be hard for the podcast to have their own banner, but uh, outside of that, I think um, we'll all be oh, fine. We'll, we'll do a protest again or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, yeah, so how many games have we got this week? Uh, well, we've got two tonight. So we've got two tonight, and then we're off to Brisbane, and then, uh, then we've got a game up, and, um, up in Brisbane, uh, Brisbane on the 10th. So you're on your way to Canberra now at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I just, uh, from the FFA conference, headed down to Canberra. Um, so not far away from it now. So, yeah. So what have the boys been up to all week? Uh, we've seen that they went to the War, and Mo- War Memorial and uh, they've been doing some clinics and all that sort of stuff. So how much how much work is sort of going into making sure that these two games in Canberra work? Yeah, well, that's really a big big part of, of us as a brand is, you know, we we roll up our sleeves up in the community. I'm sure everybody listening to this you know, appreciates that. And so, um, so it's really about showing the, the Canberra and football community uh, how we do things and, and how it's different to the other clubs that have been in and out of town over time for them. But, um, yeah, so for us, it's it's really a, a matter of getting our hands dirty. We've uh, been working with uh, Capital Football, uh, making sure that, uh, that a lot of the kids have got been of the match certificates over the weekend, um, and then uh, and then yeah we had we had a good spike in Canberra memberships last I heard we've sort of yeah uh, starting to grow and getting some leads into that so it's um, 
Yeah, it is what it is for us. It's, it's a lot of hard work, and if, if we generally want to make something um, yeah, uh, grow into fruition here, we've got to do the hard yards. Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but the second game in Canberra is coming at a cost to the club, isn't it? So, uh, you wouldn't say cost to the club. We get all the cost, we get all the revenue yeah. uh, as well. So, so what it is, is there's a, a high-risk scenario for us. So, whereas the first match is um, uh, it's, it's funded by ACT government which we're very appreciative of if anyone's listening um, but um, but the second game is, is a far more high risk scenario for us if we get a good crowd if we get good sponsors we get some good hospitality there's every likelihood that we can make a profit um, out of this one um, but uh, but yeah if it's an absolute um, a disaster for us then, then yeah we're the ones that are that are at risk uh, and financially it's it's a, it's a very similar uh, model to what we have based on the Central Coast. Uh, this past weekend, we announced a game at Knox Grammar School. Uh, how did that come about? And after that, are there any other pre-season games or we just wait to round one in Perth? Yeah, playing the old Knicks at Knox. Uh, it's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> we've got a, we, we, we're reopening that relationship with Knox that we've had many years ago. Um, and... Um, and yeah, we, we were contacted by Wellington, who were looking to, to have a second match. They're flying down from Townsville, um, and so they wanted to, uh, they're, they're staying in Sydney, uh, looking to get a, get a game uh, that, that could happen. Uh, the relationship with Knox that we've been re, reforming has allowed us to put, put on the match that's there. So it's a, um, it's a great opportunity for us to, to showcase uh, through to the, uh, to the northern suburbs there. Um, yeah, uh, our brand and our football, and hopefully we get a we get a decent crowd to that. But it's um, yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm really intrigued because I've heard many a time that we've we've used to do a lot of preseason matches there at Knox, and they were all very successful. So so I'm keen to see how this one plays out. And I suppose it's probably a bit of an opportunistic one, where the uh, where the fact that Wellington are flying down from Townsville, they're staying in Sydney, they're looking for a game. Uh, this this makes perfect sense. Uh, and then we'll uh, then we'll jump on and we'll follow them across the ditch and uh, and head up to Nelson to take them on again in the second leg. So it's obviously been uh, a pretty big month for the club. Uh, we'll try and get you in here next week to sort of grill you about it a little bit more. But um, on when we announced the coach, uh, most people would have noticed that Ray Gat, um somehow got the exclusive on the Friday before it was announced. I assume that leak didn't come from the club. Um, have you done any investigating about that? Oh, look, we haven't done any investigating, I suppose. Yeah, for us, there was a, uh, there was a clear, yeah, uh, very limited group of, um, of, of, of uh, people that were, that were close to it. There was a lot of reports in the media uh, prior to it about all different names getting sort of bandied about and, uh, some of them were some of them were close, and many of them were just way off the mark. Um, however, coming into the the final negotiation stages with um, with Paolo is uh, is of course he needed to to notify his existing employer, uh, and we also needed to do the right thing by our governing body um, and, and inform them, and uh, and we did so on Friday, and then, uh, uh, and then and then from that point it was kind of out of our control as to how many people knew uh, and didn't know. So. Uh, we were surprised as to how quick um, the, uh, the the the, uh, the journalist Ray Gat, good friend Ray Gat, was able to get a hold of things. Um, yeah, from from that point, but um, but I suppose at the end of the day, it just uh, it just sped up what was going to be an uh, an inevitable announcement that happened on the Monday.
All right, Sean. Uh, thanks for joining us while you drive down to Canberra. And uh, we'll yeah, please, yeah. try and talk to you next week, hopefully, when you're back on the coast. Yep, sounds good. And, um, yeah, let us know when you want to get Paolo on there. He's, uh, uh, you know, it's funny. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's good for laugh. Good stuff, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, Jens. So as I mentioned before, um, we couldn't have done this without a lot of help and um, I just want to thank a lot of people, um, starting with uh, Todd Bronton, uh, Tyson Scott, Duncan Mitchell, um, someone that you know very well, Luke. Karen Boyce. Indeed. Um, actually, my parents are on our autoelectrics. Thank you for your donation. Josh, did you donate money? You did? Good on you. He brought us donuts, so... <laughs> I brought mad donuts. I said I wanted pizza, and you brought donuts. Um, so Jono Berent, I think that's how you say your name, I'm not sure, sorry. Um, Sharon Hepworth, thank you very much. Uh, Lauren Maunder and Lexi Woods, that's uh, Josh's girlfriend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just thank you very much. And um, also, with um, Sidelines, um, if you want to book your Christmas parties, um, get in now. Um, because they're starting to fill up, so do that. And it's also a fantastic a, uh, venue to go to for away games. So they're going to be um, hosting the Perth game. Kicks off at 10 o'clock. Um, they will be open, and they're going to stay open. Um, so get down there. It's it's absolutely fantastic down there. And uh, check out the Facebook as well for uh, weekly specials. They've actually got a four-foot hot dog special going at the moment. I saw uh, Josh eyeing that off last night at the trivia. So. Yes, I was. So, uh, yeah, get down there and uh, give that a go. All right, so it was a short episode this week. Uh, next week we will do a full season preview of us and every other club. Um, if you want to get in contact with us to uh, give us ideas for segments or just give us some feedback, you can check us out on Facebook as Coast Football Ramble and also on Twitter as C Football Ramble. Uh, I'll see, we'll see you next week. All right.